This is HPR episode 2133 entitled, Compression Technology Part 1. It is hosted by first-time host The Bishop, and is about 20 minutes long. The summary is, Introduction to Data Reduction Methods, Run Length Encoding. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Howdy folks, this is 5150. If you're going to attend the Ohio Linux Fest this weekend, October 7th through 8th, be sure to seek out the Linux Podcasters booth. It is a collaboration between Hacker Public Radio, the Podnuts Network, Colonel Panic Oddcast, Linux Lugcast, and your other favorite shows. Joe Hecht of the new Single Board Computer and Virtual Private Server Show is graciously providing swag in the form of mugs, stickers, and t-shirts. And I am bringing an unworn t-shirt from Kansas Linux Fest 2015, inaugural year. It's going to be first come, first serve, under the desk, so you're going to have to ask for it, and some stickers. And we'd love to meet all our fans in Columbus. See you there. Hello HPR listeners, my name is The Bishop and this is my first podcast for HPR. I come from Berlin in Germany and I want to speak about compression technology. The plan is to make more than one episode out of it because it's a wide field. And uh, in this first episode, I want to lay out some foundations about data theory, redundancy, transformations, and give an example about a very simple compressor from the old times called RLE or run length encoder, run length encoding. Okay, let's go on. First, a short bit on information theory. The first word uh, is entropy. This means chaos in data. For instance, if you take bytes out of the random generator, then you get very chaotic uh, or optimally um, totally chaotic data, which has no structure and Every bit has its place. This is uncompressible by any method. But nowadays we have man- many data which is not full entropy. So there is second word redundancy. This means, for instance, for written text in a language that the words uh, repeat from time to time like this and that 
and there are some uh, rules how the language is built and this counts for uh, redundancy and redundancy is what compressors are aimed uh, to reduce to make more efficient data storage or like uh, less transfer over the internet with compressed data versus the raw data then next term lossless versus lossy compression program code or text has to be compressed lossless so that the decompressor can reconstruct the original data bit by bit because programs would just crash if some some bits are flipped and for other data types like the picture um, color information of pictures or like the audio wave um, from from your receiver lossy uh, compression like in mp3 or jpeg images can be okay because the this lossy compression exploits the function of uh, the human ear and the human eye that cannot recognize every different bit in a in a sample uh, in a sound or in a picture and i'm i'm talking about um ordered data stream usually you uh, when you compress a file the file starts at position 0 and then you have a long or longer stream of bytes or bits and at some point the stream ends so the compressor usually creates a bit or byte stream with the compressed result and the decompressor's aim is to parse the compressed stream and reconstruct the original data. Okay, transformations. There are sometimes it can be useful to uh, transform the data before compressing to make the compressor more efficient. For instance, uh, very, uh, when you have a temperature sensor and you record the sensor data, usually over the day the temperatures don't spike and drop so fast. So when you use a delta transformation, you take a temperature reading and the next temperature reading and subtract them from each other. Then you have the delta, the difference between these two values. So and then you record the first temperature value and then you only transmit or record the differences to the last reading. So usually you get much zeros, uh, plus one and minus one because uh, temperature ramps rather slowly. And so you have only three different values and this can be uh, compressed much more efficient like uh, when you uh, record 40 degrees, 41 degrees and so on and so on. 
for image or audio compression, um, it's good. Uh, you can exploit much uh, more compressibility by um, using a fast Fourier transformation like uh, what is done in JPEG and MP3 files. And uh, because you change the structure of the data, the compressor can spare more bits. And then the decompressor reconstructs the, um, the data field. And then the inverse fast Fourier transformation uh, reconstructs the next to original sample or part of the picture. With that, like MP3 can usually cut off the data size by 1 to 10. And uh, JPEG pictures can also really... Uh, uh, pictures uh, saved in JPEG format are usually much, much smaller, like uh, the original BMP style file on the disk. And then, which is good for general date program or especially text compression, there's this Burroughs-Wheeler transformation or BWT, which is exploited by the BZIP2 program you maybe seen before, uh, file ending BZIP2. Um, the, uh, the special property of the Boros-Wheeler transformation is that it uh, does not work on bitstream or bytestream, but on whole blocks of data at a time, and it is lossless as well. Okay, now um, going more to the RLE part of this talk. For example, fax machine. You may know them. They're not so common anymore where we have internet, but still they are in use to send documents to other companies or something. And with the standard fax resolution of 100 dots per inch, a whole A4 sheet of paper is uh, amounts to 826 by 1169 pixel that makes next to a million of pixel. Because uh, fax machines only transmit black and white, every pixel is one bit. So that makes about 120 kilobytes. And the fax modems trans, uh, uh, communicate with other fax machines at 9600 BPS. So that would be about 125 seconds or even more through protocol uh, if you would transmit these fax pictures uncompressed. There, uh, the fax G3 compression was invented. And so standard pages like letters with not so much text and many white fields on the paper, uh, on the paper, can be transmitted in 10 to 20 seconds per page. But in the worst case, when you put a piece of paper into the fax machine with a gray, um, with a gray uh, noise pattern, the transmission can even 
last much longer than 125 six, uh, 125 seconds because um, for um, very noisy data the G3 com uh, compression even uh, enlarges the compressed uh, the, 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 the enlarged beep um, the G3 compression will even increase the file size by compressing because it's not made for such chaotic data. But on usual stuff you put in the fax machine, it works quite well. Okay, another example. In old times, on Windows 3.x and Windows 95, 98 and so, there was a uh, startup logo in 16 colors in 640 by 480 pixel size and this boot or startup logo had much black area around and in the middle of the screen there was this Windows Microsoft logo. Uncompressed, this picture took 300 nibbles, uh, 300 kilo nibbles or in bytes that would be 150 kilobytes to put it uh, on a disk in a file and with the RLE compression these logos were only like 10 or 20 kilobytes big because uh, RLE uh, on like the fax compression shines when you have long run of identical bytes. So okay now to the after some introduction going on to the uh, part with the RLE compression, uh, explaining the RLE compression algorithms. Well, there are many different uh, brands, but I will talk about a simple RLE with prefix and a simple RLE compression without prefix codes. In my example, I work with um, I work with 8-bit symbols, so every byte in the data stream is one symbol, so I have 256 different symbols. And every uh, of these symbols can arise in the input data. So, and because I um, want to make one output stream out of the input stream, so I use in-band signaling. I have to use a trick to um, to uh, put in the repeat count, which uh, realizes the data compression. Okay, let first let's try an RLE compression without prefix. So I take the first byte from the input and I put it uh, out because the first byte I can't really do something on that. I carry it on. And then I look at the second byte. And if the second byte is the same, like for instance, first we had, uh, we start with this Windows boot logo. It starts, the first, uh, first lines are big runs of zero bytes because the logo is in the middle of the screen. So I see a zero byte, I put it out. And I see a second zero byte, I put it out, and then I start counting. 
Okay, byte 3, byte 4, byte 5, la, 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 byte 99, byte 100. Okay. Uh, by the way, um, when I'm at byte 100, the counter is at 98 because I don't count the first two bytes because they are already put out. Okay, and now, for instance, I see a different byte. Okay, and then I, um, I write out the byte with the counter. And then I start over. Okay, I read this different byte at position 101 and put it out. And I read byte hun number 102. And this is uh, different to 101. Okay, I put it out as well. And byte 103 is the same as 102. Okay, now I put it out and start counting again, like before. And so on. And when I hit end of file, I uh, I write out the remaining counter or the last byte I didn't put out, and then I'm finished. And the decompressor then reads the file byte by byte, and when he hits two consecutive identical bytes, the next byte is read as a counter, and then this... Uh, the former byte is repeated that much times. Okay, so far so good. But, uh, for instance, when I use RLE on ASCII text, in many languages uh, we have double L or double S letters or uh, similar, or double T, and in this case I like for instance I have in lossy I have two s I I read the s put it out I read the second s put it out and start counting and then I see the y okay so my counter is still zero and I lost the byte in compression because I have to put a length byte after after two identical bytes this can uh, hurt uh, the compression if I don't use RLE for very regular data. But um, there's a different approach on RLE, which I called uh, RLE uh, with prefix. That means I um, I have two types of counters. Like I use um, one bit as a flag uh, in, in the counter byte. I use one bit as a flag if compressible data follows or uncompressible data follows and the remaining 7 bit I use as a counter from 1 to 128 so when the compressor reads the byte uh, uh, reads the by uh, first bytes it checks if there are identical bytes and if there are more than uh, two or more than three or more than four um, depends on the layout uh, identical bytes are found the former bytes uh, which were uncompressible are um, prefixed uh, in the, the to the output uh, the prefix byte is written with the flag of uh, non-compressible and count bytes and then 
the, uh, the bytes are put from input to output. And then it counts the identical bytes to be compressed and stops at the first non-identical byte again. And then prefix with the flag repetition is put out and then the byte of the data to repeat it, to be repeated. So that means under uh, bad circumstances, uncompressible data, the the uh, compressed data will be uh, uh, up to 128th of the file size bigger, but that's it's not so much. And uh, usually you use RLE on good compressible, da uh, very good, uh, very systematic data. So you usually don't hit this um, 128th uh, uh, file size increase. Um, yeah, that is so far what I wanted to say. It's very simple. Maybe try in your scripting or uh, programming language of your choice to uh, to write a simple RLE compressor and decompressor and uh, try it out with different data sets and get a feeling how RLE works. And um, my pro tip is then take a hex a hex viewer or hex editor and look into the original data and in the compressed data. And yeah, that should be very easy to understand. Yeah, and next time I will cover the next uh, advanced uh, um, compression algorithm. So far, have fun and hear you later. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.